And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. I am going to close out today's show because we lost a very, very special individual this last weekend, and that is former Seahawk coach Chuck Knox. You know, he had been battling a long, um, you know, time with dementia. And, you know, we had all heard through the grapevine that he was not doing well. And so it was kind of anticlimactic when he passed away. But, you know, I have to say that it affects me in numerous ways because I have a personal story about Coach Knox that I'd like to share with you all today. But I first you'll humor me with a little bit of a caveat. Um, you know, in those days when the Seahawks were playing in the kingdom, uh, you know, we had been going through a lot. Uh, we'd had, a, if you seem to remember back in 82, there had been an NFL strike. And so the Seahawks themselves only played nine games in 1982. And we had an interim coach because Coach Jack Patera had been fired. And so they had their general manager, who was Mike McCormick, who had taken over for a period of time. And so when we finally hired Coach Knox, um, as an avid football fan that I was through my father, um, we were very excited. It was a big deal. He was one of the most winning coaches out there. And so, obviously, I heard the phrase, growing up with my father, um, I knew a lot about the NFL before we even had the Seahawks as I was younger. Um, I remember on Sunday mornings, I would sit like sometimes even on his lap as a young child. And we would watch football games. It would be the time that I would be able to spend with my father because he was one of those workaholic entrepreneurs out there, fathers of the 60s. And, you know, I didn't get to see him very much. But when I did, did, I had the opportunity to connect with him through football. And, you know, I have to say, (laughs) you know, a lot of us probably can can relate to football in our homes, even in the, in the 60s. It was kind of where everybody came together. Um, at a young age, I could tell you the difference between a blitz and a zone read. Um, I could tell you the difference between a line and a secondary. I knew the difference of what it meant if a quarterback was scrambling, as I was crazy about Fran Tarkenton at the time. And I also knew what in the pocket was. And, and I remember watching some of the great quarterbacks like Bart Starr and Dan Marino and Joe Montana and all through those years. So when the Seahawks came to town, my father was one of the first ones in line to get season tickets for the Seahawks. Um, you know, Dad was so excited, and even though he lived in the Vancouver, Portland area, he would make the trip up to Seattle for every single home game. He never missed a home game. And so as I got to know the Seahawks, and it became a, a ritual that I spent with my father, and I looked forward so often to take the time to go down to the Seahawks games where oftentimes he would have his motor home and we would tailgate in the Kingdom parking lot. And uh, I remember, you know, going through the, just the minutia of t- even trying to find his motor home because the le- energy was electric outside the Kingdom. Um, the players themselves, they would drive up in their own vehicles. Sometimes if we got there early enough, we could see, you know, Jim Zorn arrive in his Volkswagen. Uh, we got to see 
and get get to know a lot of the players that were playing at the time. Um, many of us remember players like Edwin Bailey and and uh, Dan Dornick and Kurt Warner and of course Steve Largent, who was such a legend in those days. Um, you know, it's it's so amazing when we go out to senior communities and so many things that seniors remember. So kind of to set the stage, when Chuck Knox came to town, it was a big deal for us. Um, it was my father knew all about him and his in his track record with the Jets and the Bills. Um, and I believe he'd been with the Rams before, too. And so when he came to Seattle, he already had a nickname. And, and dad was the very first one that told me, oh, they hired Ground Chuck. And I didn't even know what what or who Ground Chuck was or what he was. But dad knew all about him. And I remember the excitement that there was in this community when Ground Chuck came to town. So many of you that are listening, you may relate to football weekends being sacred at your home as it was in ours. And, you know, I know that a that as we came together and we learned to experience the culture here of this brand new NFL team, we didn't have a lot of victories at the time. Um, we hadn't, we had the, um, the Sonics had gotten a world championship in 1979, but you know, there was a lot of things happening at the time in this city and the Seahawks were just kind of the bright shining light that we had in the community. And, and even though the kingdom was a horrible, ugly monstrosity, it was something that we were so incredibly proud of. And it was something that we all got excited about. And I remember going to the games and there would be this wave that we learned that started in the um, University of Washington. There would be this wave of people going around and around. And, of course, where the wave was born, it got adapted all throughout stadiums throughout the USA. And so, obviously, when Chuck Knox came to town, we were a losing team. And he brought players with him that taught players how to win. Chuck Knox really had a mindset to learn to be winners. And I think that that mindset really came over to the fans. And, you know, our, his very first season, believe it or not, with the Seahawks, we went to the playoffs for the very first time. And we won our division. We were in the wild card game. And we, I think we played the Broncos at that time. And it was such an amazing uh, thing for this city to finally make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I, I just remember that energy. I remember the energy before the game, how everybody was so excited and how everything came to be. And so obviously coming through, not only did we win that game handily, but we went on to beat Miami in the divisional playoff game, and we played for the AFC championship. Here we were, this small eight-year-old franchise that had come all the way to the AFC championship game. And even though we lost to the Raiders, I knew that he was the kind of leader that inspired a community. Um, on top of that, as we were going into that, in 1985, my father was diagnosed with colon cancer. And during those days, of course, taking tests and all those things, you always had to wait for tests. It wasn't like the technology that they have today. 
But we were all very concerned and worried as a family because once the surgeon came out to speak with us after they had removed the cancer from his colon, um, they weren't sure that they had gotten it all. And I remember that there was a 10-day waiting period to see if dad was going to be okay. And as an individual that was so, you know, hard driving and never anything ever got to him, um, my father was worried and he was depressed. And I would t- call him every day and see how you're doing and, you know, dad. And and he would just sit back and say, well, I'm, not, I'm okay. And I could just, f- I could hear the sadness in his voice. And so one of the things that he told me about was the fact that he was really depressed because he'd be missing a couple of home games. And that was really on his mind. And I thought, well, I wonder what we could do. And so lo and behold, I actually got on the phone and they called the Seahawks. And of course, that's when they had their headquarters in in Kirkland. And I called and they answered the phone and they said, sure, I would be happy to forward you to a community relations person of which I actually spoke to. Um, and I said, you know, would it be possible to get some sort of a poster or something of the team that I could put in dad's hospital room with a few autographs? And I was just thinking, you know, maybe if I got one or two autographs, it would be amazing. Well, a couple of days later, believe it or not, I arrived in their office and I asked for the woman who helped me and she came out with a poster that was signed by close to two thirds of the players, two thirds. And I remember a few short notes to my father, even from some of the players. And, and I remember one in particular from Manu Chuyasasopo, who was my father's favorite player. And Manu was so gracious and so kind and said, get well soon, Al. And as I explained to him that he was original season ticket holder to the team, they obviously had shared his story with the team. And I remember going to pick up this poster and I was standing in the Seahawks Kirkland office and I was in the lobby and viewing all the signatures. And I, I tell you, I was overcome with emotion, but who came out? From behind the desk was Coach Chuck Knox. And he walked up to me and he shook my hand and he said, we are so sorry to hear about your father. Please tell Al that he's in our thoughts, in our prayers. And I was overwhelmed. I couldn't believe that he would take the time that he did to come up to talk to me. And without missing a beat, he turns around and he looks at her and the woman that was helping me and says, is that all we are doing for Al. And she said, well, that's what she asked for. Well, would you believe he took off the hat off of his head and he wrote down the following, dear Al, please get well soon. We are in your thoughts and we need you up there cheering for us. So again, I really believe that we have the 12s today because Chuck Knox needed the fans to cheer for us. I believe the foundation of the Twelves is really all about his legacy. And as we think about his passing, know that I absolutely believe that the seniors today that are here in that era and Chuck Knox started what we have today. And I just want to let you know that I am so proud to be part of that group and I remember him and may he rest in peace.
Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey a lot easier.